if they are out in the atrium, or some have made their way back already, but if you have not picked up your child yet, you are welcome to do so in the atrium. So, Christmas, as, as uh, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year, right? This is the, uh, the message that many of us have heard growing up. Uh, I grew up attending church pretty much every Sunday for, well, most of my life. And every December, the, the Sunday services would look, well, pretty similar to every previous Sunday. Every previous year, I should say. And so we would have like the same kind of candle lightings, uh, the same songs. And by the time I got to high school, uh, truth be told, it felt, in my perspective, it felt a little bit, dare I say it, but a little repetitive, almost a little boring at times. And uh, I don't know if anyone else has ever felt that. Um, but then one, one year, it was sometime in my early 20s, it hit me. God had instructed uh, the Israelites to have similar practices. Right, every year, they would celebrate the Passover and a variety of other feasts. Now, why the same thing every year? Well, because we are forgetful. Uh, we are easily distracted. Uh, we are prone to make everything about ourselves. And all this can lead to a whole variety of struggles. Now, for many people, uh, the wonder and the beauty of, of Christmas is hijacked by like everything we need to do. Right? The events we have to go to, the gifts we have to buy, uh, the parties we need to plan and then attend, uh, food and baking that needs to get done. I mean, these are good things. Um, but if we're honest, all of these things can cause us to sometimes feel more anxiety and stress than joy. And therefore, I'd like to invite you to do something. For the next 15, 20 minutes, I invite you to ignore everything on your to-do list. I'd like to invite you to put aside those lunch plans that you have after the service. If you don't know what they are, just let it be for a bit. I ignore the tasks that you have to complete this week. And I invite you to put all that aside and just, just to be here in the moment. Just to breathe. And I want to invite you to reflect and ponder together with me the wonder of Christmas. Heavenly Father, we come before you today in this space. We invite you to open our eyes, our ears, our hearts afresh to the wonder of the incarnation, the wonder of Christmas. The marvelous truth that you sent your Son, born of a virgin, into this world for us, to save us, to reconcile us back to you. And we ask, Lord, that you would free us from all the things that seek to distract us away from you, grant us rest from these distracting things, and may we be caught in the wonder of who you are. In Jesus' name we pray these things, amen. So like I mentioned, uh, when I was a kid we had, like here, uh, a Christmas program where all the kids were involved. And we would memorize verses and lines and we would share them with the congregation. I remember this one year, my family and I, we were, we were in our van, we were, we were driving at the church that day for this Christmas program. And my brother and I, we were practicing our lines in the back of the van. And we wanted to make sure we had these lines with confidence. But to this day, I cannot remember what my line was that Christmas program. But I remember my brother's. 
It was Luke 2, verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And we laughed because this word ponder was a funny word, we thought, because we didn't know what it meant, and it was a word we never used. Um, But in the years since then, uh, I have found this verse to be uh, quite significant. To ponder, it means to, to think deeply and carefully about something. It means to meditate. This is the posture of Mary, this teenage girl who has just given birth to the Savior of the world. But what exactly was she pondering as she held this newborn baby boy? Everything that she has just experienced over the past nine months. Right? The angel's first message to her that she would be miraculously pregnant with the Savior of the world. She would have pondered the rich conversations she would have had with her relative Elizabeth during those three months with her. As well as the prophecies that they would have poured over as they reflected on who this child would be. Mary would have pondered the difficult conversations she would have had to have with Joseph when she first told him that she was pregnant. She would have remembered the excitement she would have felt after Joseph told her that an angel had appeared to him also concerning this child. She would have pondered the difficult journey to Bethlehem for the census. She would have pondered what surely was incredible stress as they looked for a place to stay to give birth to this baby. And then there were their first visitors, right? this group of shepherds who at this point in the story had just left them. And these shepherds, I mean, they were beyond excited. And they had one wild story to tell. Right? A story that included this angel announcing to them the greatest message the world has ever heard. Right? Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. You will find him in Bethlehem. And so here, we, we, you'll find him wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. So this, this is the child that Mary is holding in her arms. And so overwhelmed with With excitement, these shepherds would have told Mary and Joseph about the the choir of angels, right? The most glorious choir that has ever been witnessed by any human being. Now, however long these shepherds uh, stayed with Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus, we don't know. But they left praising God and spreading their message of joy. It is here where we find Mary holding her precious baby boy, pondering treasuring, right, everything that she has experienced, everything she has heard about this child, the prophecies, the angels, announcements, the hope that is being proclaimed. Now, pondering, generally speaking, our culture today struggles to do this, to ponder, to think deeply. See, our culture struggles to do this because, well, first of all, we are so easily distracted We have cell phones in our pockets, uh, instant messaging. We have endless media and entertainment and more things on our to-do list than uh, are probably necessary. As a result, our culture seems to be afraid of, of quietness and reflection. And we fear the anxiety and the, the, the worry that comes to our minds. And therefore, we like to busy ourselves, it seems, or to numb ourselves with 
games and, and binging YouTube or shows or whatever it is. And Satan is quite pleased when we fill our minds with noise and all this stuff that, that numbs us to, that numbs us and, and tunes us out to what God is inviting us to pay attention to. And we struggle to, we struggle to sit and to listen, to think, to pray. But this morning, and this Christmas season, I invite you to follow the example of Mary here. I invite you to stop and to create that space and to ponder, to listen, to wonder in the miracle that is Christmas, right? the incarnation, the day where God came to us in human form. Right? Marvel at the wonder of what we celebrate at Christmas. Right? The infinite ever-present God, creator of the universe, who is outside of time, stepped into time and space. God, who is omnipotent, right, all-powerful, became a helpless child. God, the all-knowing, limited himself and locked himself into the limitations of mortality. The Holy One entered into an unholy world to redeem it and make it holy. God has come to us because he loves us. This is the wonder of Christmas. And the Gospel of John calls Jesus the Word because Jesus is everything God wanted to say to the world, all wrapped up in a person. Jesus is the greatest gift the world has ever known. But if we don't take time to stop, to ponder, to reflect on the miracle that is Christmas, you will miss it. And it will just become about stuff and things to do. I have thought often about uh, the expectations that the Jewish people would have had on the Messiah, right, and what he would do, who he would be. And I try to create some space every Christmas to ponder what Mary and Joseph must have been thinking as they held that little baby, that child in their arms, this, this helpless baby. The long-awaited Messiah is here, in their arms. And given everything that they have heard, right, who will he grow up to be? What will he accomplish for his people? What will this precious child have to endure in the process? Will he lead a, a political or military campaign to overthrow the Romans and restore like, the earthly glory to Israel? That's what many of them thought and were hoping for. What will it look like? Right? How will he save us? And how, however grand and epic their expectations were, they did not come close to what Jesus would fully accomplish. For Jesus did not come to win an earthly, temporary kingdom. That would have been far too short-sighted. That's something we dream up of as, as human beings. Jesus came to win a spiritual, eternal kingdom. And Christmas is part one of the most epic rescue mission of all time. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, he could have done things any way he wanted, but he chose to enter the world through the most humble of circumstances, born to this peasant family in a lowly place with these dirty, worldly shepherds as his first guests. And he came to serve and to show us what his kingdom looks like. 
He came to give his life as a ransom for many, to offer through his ultimate sacrifice, through his life, death, and resurrection, true forgiveness, hope, and freedom, eternal life. And so today, this, this, this Christmas season, I invite you to make space to ponder, to receive God's love, to marvel in hearing the message again, being caught in the awe that the Almighty God would humble and limit himself to come to us, a people who are just so prone to rebellion and disobedience, and bask in this reality that the Almighty Maker of heaven and earth came to save us. Create space to get caught in the wonder of the Incarnation. And let this wonder shape and guide you this Christmas season. I want to close by inviting our, our music team to lead us in a closing song. And this is probably my favorite Christmas song because it is so filled with wonder. It is born out of pondering. And it so beautifully looks ahead to who this child would be, this Messiah, who he, this child would grow up to be. And so I invite you to ponder. I invite you to reflect on the words of this song and wonder, marvel, give thanks for who our God is. Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your Son, your most, the most precious gift we could ever receive. So Lord, we ask that you'd open our eyes, our minds, our hearts to capture how marvelous it is that you came down to us. And we thank you, Lord, for to the extent that you went to save us. Thank you for giving your life for us. And Lord, I pray that the miracle of Christmas would testify to everyone how much you love us. Help that to sink in. Help us to ponder this deeply. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm.